0: Good afternoon and welcome to Eco Activist Journeys. Um, my name is Leah. I am today's show host um and um, yeah on Star Radio. And we're discussing the topic of um yeah, mental health and um, eco anxiety and yeah, that's those sort of areas today, um, which is very exciting because this week is um yeah, mental health awareness week. And I think that's definitely a topic that I haven't talked enough about on um on this platform. I definitely want to talk. More about. Um, So yeah, just to start off, that's why also I've invited a um, guest with me, a friend of mine today. Join me for the show, um, Ashley. Um, She she and I have met um, last year during a tree planting event. So that's something uh, nice as well. And yeah, maybe you can introduce yourself, Ashley.
1: Hi, Um, I'm Ash. You can just be Ash. Um, Yeah, and I'm also very concerned about mental health and its relationship to activism and yeah I've been through my own problems with it and and so I'm excited to talk about this topic a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah thank you um yeah sorry I'm a bit flustered because I I think I I had some technical issues at the beginning of entering the studio with all of this remote broadcasting because it's only the second time doing the show remotely so um excuse me if I'm still a little bit my mind is still a bit everywhere um but (laughs) yeah definitely I think it's it's Um, it's so important that we discuss um, this especially in relation to sort of activism environmentalism because I think that's actually something that's very like mentally and emotionally taxing uh, especially in a world that fosters such a highly stressful environment and um, yeah where we don't really value happiness and well-being and don't really ask people how they are and I think really especially in these difficult times um it's just so important that we talk about that because I think mental health is sort of a pandemic on its own and it's a silent pandemic that people don't talk enough about. So yeah, um, Ash um, actually wrote an article um, which, which is why I asked her if she wants to come today um, called Healthy Mind, Healthy um, World in the Environment Subcommittee Unearthed Magazine. Um, so yeah, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about, about what inspired you to write the article.
1: Yeah, so like you were just saying, I I do feel that a lot of information regarding the environment these days is incredibly negative, and and rightly so because there are a lot of problems that need solving very quickly, and we are seeing great declines in biodiversity, and it, problems are happening now, and it's it's so much information all the time, and so it, it is really really easy for it to feel very negative, feel very taxing, feel very emotional, and I study biology and I find that biology is it kind of goes like you have these lectures where you learn about all these amazing organisms and then it always kind of kind of ends in the same way that, you know, and they're dying. (laughs) And it 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 just it can feel really emotional and really, really sad. And I I just I think I, I know myself and I know other people who 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 really end up wallowing in the sadness and feeling a lot of self-guilt when they don't live up to the kind of standards that other people live up to or whenever yeah they 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 do something that they don't consider environmentally friendly and it's this yeah this it builds up and it's and i just feel like it's it's not really serving us as individuals and in not serving us it's not serving the planet and in order to actually help to be a proactive person in society like we need to take care of ourselves um if you Don't give to yourself you'll have nothing to give to anyone else and I so I wrote the article really because I I just felt that I'm able to be so much more loving and even not so much sacrificial but able to make changes in my life and be a better person when I'm being kind to myself and when well-being is like an essential part of my lifestyle like focusing on it and I I think it's crazy because So often people feel really, really sad and depressed and they just feel quite hopeless because we don't live in a society where we're educated on how to take care of ourselves. We know we're educated for academia and we're educated for creativity, but no one really, it's not in our education on how to just be happy, how to take care of ourselves. And I really think it should be essential um, just as an essential part of learning and growing up is learning about how to take care of yourself because it's at the forefront of everything you do. And so if, you, if we're going to be successful activists, we, we definitely need to to have some self-love so that we can be loving to everything else, to all other beings. Yeah, I think it's also so
0: wrong that in so many ways we're not really taught about these issues from early on. We're not really taught... like I think it's it's almost expected that you sort of live you have everything together and you live sort of like this perfect life. Um and it's sort of wrong if you struggling mentally. Um that's not the norm. It should be like, or I don't know, at least that's what people put it out there. we in actual fact because no one talks about it and it just continues manifesting. It has actually become the norm.
1: Yeah. And I I think, you know, people feel even worse because they feel like because it's not talked about and because it's not part of our education really, that there's something wrong with them for not being okay yeah. with the way things are like that like they can't handle it or something like that and it's it's not that it's it's, it's 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 fair enough that you can't handle it we we're living in a very chaotic out of control world and it makes sense to be sensitive towards that and to 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 have a response to that but yeah like and most people they don't have an outlet they don't have a, a way of coping with these experiences and you know some people do of course lots of people do but a lot of the people experiencing eco-anxiety um it's 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 just it's just completely fed by all of this mass information on the internet that's just horrible our politicians aren't listening to us and then you're just you're just stuck there feeling helpless and feeling like your worldview means nothing and yeah it's it's an incredibly vicious cycle of thought and um that i think needs to be broken. And I, I, yeah, I really do think it's crazy. It's, I think it, a big part of it stems from the education system. It's always baffled me how we have these core subjects and they, they call like maths, English and science core subjects. But really, I think core subjects should be looking after yourself, like well-being, what it means to be happy. How can you take care of yourself? Like that to me is a core subject.
0: Yes, I, I totally agree. And I think it's something I myself have to kind of remind myself Of as well as an activist quite a lot because I think I sometimes really get swept off in that idea of like there's just so much to do and there's so much that we have to do and especially I think that's where it really relates to that whole thing of like eco-anxiety because they're just looking at the world like there's just so much to be really like anxious and depressed about and it's just like and it feels like as an individual sometimes feels like there's never enough that you can do and there's always more that you should be doing and then i need to say and say stop you know it's actually i need to like set myself some boundaries and set myself and say okay yeah maybe i can't do everything and there will always be more to do but i also need to make sure that i'm actually taking care of myself and that i'm actually um, yeah, fostering just being healthy and being happy because how can I give to the world if my I can't take care of myself because that's just going to result in burnout.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also I just I think it's also like authenticity is important and you know when you do acts of environmental activism they should come from an authentic place a, a real desire and it's you know we I we kind of put ourselves in these boxes and. Like, oh, I, I, have to, I have to be like this all the time. I have to be this super version of myself. And then when you're anything less than this idea that you paint about yourself, then yeah, you just, you feel awful. And then your actions won't be authentic and, you're, and probably less successful. And I, I just think like yeah, we should be allowed to take the time to take care of ourselves. And then I think when we are ready to act, then they will be a much more powerful act yeah, I agree. And I think that's
0: also where it just becomes so important to say it's a like you to recognize it's sort of like that we we can't like we're not machines. And I think that's something that I was thinking about yesterday night because I've just had such a busy like week and I was just like, Oh, I have so much to do and I want to do this and I want to do that. And I was feeling bad for literally just like sitting down and like not doing something for a while, even though I t- literally had been like doing stuff the entire day. And it was already in the evening anyway. So I was like, whoa, I'm not a machine. I need to, like, stop myself from, like, in that visual cycle of, like, just thinking I need to do more because I'm I'm human. And I think we really, like, there's such a hustle culture in that we live in terms of, like, you have to, like, work, 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 work all the time. Mm-hmm. But no, you don't have to work, work all the time. And oh, it's so complicated, though, sometimes. Yeah.
1: because I, I think it's quite unnatural, though. I, I think we have created this created a society where like we as individuals like we feel different every day and like we're capable of different things on different days and you know we have our own natural processes going on our own relationship to the environment and its natural processes and we're of course we feel different but our society works in a way where you're expected to do the same stuff every day get up and be able to work the same amount and it doesn't really take into account like the natural rhythms that we experience as being human and the, the how we feel different. And we can't always deliver the same amount of attention, the same amount of work ethic and the same amount of passion and love every single day. We need to be in touch with ourselves. We need to adapt to how we're feeling. And like our society doesn't really facilitate that. And like, our, like the kind of structure of the working world does not facilitate these natural rhythms that we are subject to. Yeah, I, I 100%
0: agree. And I think
1: it's almost sort of, yeah,
0: it's just like, I think it's such a cultural thing becomes such a, it's so ingrained in our society that um, we're always supposed to perform. And I think that's just unhealthy in itself because we're, it's, there's more to 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 life and there's more to to being human. Like, it's not as simple as that. And I also think it's so important to actually point out and say, that no one has it all together because if you look on social media, it always looks like people have their life together. They're posting the highlights of the life, like pretty pictures whatever things they're doing. And that is just the smallest speck of like what probably is happening in their lives. And also because of social media, people only mostly share things that positive things or snapshot, happy snapshots of their life. And it's just like, it's rare that people really actually share things that are more personal. And that's, I guess, okay as well, because at some point, personal life was just personal. But it's also really ingrained that sense of that it feels like everyone else is doing all right and everyone else is always happy and, yeah, always performing well and has everything together. And where I think that's really not true because we all don't have it together all the time, you know? Of course not. And I really just, yeah, wanted to take this this time to talk a little bit about well how what is like one of the things it's it's obviously I think it's so much easier to say oh we need to take care of ourselves and then I think in reality life often gets in that way and especially because of the structures that we live in because our world is built on um always sort of pressuring us to perform um so how do we actually address and do some of that and I think Ash, you've also really in your article looked a little bit into well how what what do you what can we actually do and what do you do?
1: Um yeah i i hope that these discussions and yeah awareness about well-being opens up a world where our working worlds will be more sensitive to what people are going through and so i hope like that is the future of the working world but like as an individual what you can do i think everyone's really different and um i i will give some specific examples but yeah i would i would definitely never say that with mental well-being that it's you could yeah there's like one fix for someone I think there's a there's lots of different ways that you can work on your well-being and maybe even it's your physical well-being linked to your mental well-being and there's yeah within that there's there's so many different routes for me um I found a lot of comfort in um learning to meditate and i was very lucky i think to actually i consider myself lucky to have been incredibly mentally unwell in my teenage years because it led me to a help group where they meditated and it was a completely new idea to me but i just loved it so much and um then started researching it and the ideas behind it and the the gaining kind of of like the concept of trying to master your mind um and gain focus and Unity with yourself and observing yourself and your sensations and and understanding actually like what is this I'm working with who are like this 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 body that I'm living in what is going on and instead of just kind of constantly just reacting to things and almost acting like I'm on a program I felt like that's how my life had been before meditation I felt like I was programmed and things would happen and I would just respond and it's like all of a sudden I found that I got the superpower to stop and just observe uh, what was going on right before I reacted and I think people always say that hindsight is a great thing but it's I found that meditation gives you you know present sight it makes you see why you are acting the way you're acting and maybe stop yourself from acting in a way that's negative or even like for me I realized that I had so many negative thoughts and you know before i meditated i would just have these negative thoughts and they would just affect how i would feel and i wouldn't really even know why i felt bad and and it was yeah it was like this magical tool essentially that allowed me to really understand what was going on in my head and then to know myself better to know when to step away and when i wasn't feeling okay and when i wasn't going to be great at communicating with people or when i was feeling angry and feeling sad and that my maybe my motivations were misdirected and i I do really think with activism that our motivations should come you know and i think for most people essentially the reason that you would consider yourself an environmental activist is from a, a deep place of love really for for life and wanting the world to be a better place and i think so often it gets confused with this fearful motivation this like side of you that's terrified and i think that the love the love that you feel for the the world and for people and for wanting to sit, like to help them should should outrain that fear and should be the main motivation so i guess there's so many different ways to identify these characteristics these motivations and so i i think meditation is a great way some people might there's various various kinds of meditation that have different different goals and different ways and maybe you're looking to quieten your mind and you want one that focuses more on this kind of this focus, this samadhi, they call it, or you're maybe you want, yeah, you want insight and you want to explore the, your body and maybe something like yoga. And there's so many different, different things to do. And maybe it's even therapy. If you're someone who, who really needs some outside external advice and help, but like to seek that help is, is incredibly important. Um, and i think i think also quite often with with well-being because we're not educated about it it gets to a stage where people just feel so overwhelmed and they feel so so bad and they they look for answers and and they want a quick fix because they're in a lot of pain and i do for, i found with my experience that like, that quick fixes are not really the answer i do think if you if you want to choose a technique that's correlated to improving well-being, some something such as meditation or yoga or or therapy or even like maybe affirmations or physical exercise. And I think you have to give these things a fair trial. I think you really have to and I think it's it's fine to try different techniques. Um and but I, I think what often happens in the society is that people they they feel bad and then they want a quick fix and so they decide to meditate in that moment and, and they're, they're expecting some kind of grand change and I, I really think that there, it has to be an active process in your life. It has to be something that you do and work on all the time even when you're feeling great because you will feel bad like the ups and downs are bound to come and you will struggle to deal with them again. So it, it definitely has to be something that you are working on all the time and so I think it's important to try try a method find a method and give it a real fair trial and try and go to the depths of that method rather than just scraping the surface like you know a lot of people love yoga a lot, people like to do meditation occasionally and i think well that that's wonderful i think sometimes people you know if you do something every couple of weeks if you're not really getting to the depths of of these ancient practices that you're, you're just kind of scraping the surface and i, I think like the real help lies in in the depth of the practice and really really giving things a good try before you yeah. that they don't work for you
0: yeah I agree I think thank you so much for sharing that it's been so much such a yeah, wealth of knowledge I think it's also really important that you point out obviously it's different for everyone and different things will work differently for everyone but it's just like physical health and if you're wanting to improve your uh yeah your fitness you, you like going to the gym once for example like when not do the trick it's really about Exercise in general, I think it's with mental health, is that too? So, it's kind of thinking about how can we combine that and how can we look at like actually making those routines in our lives? Um, and yeah, yeah making space for actually mental health and yeah, in, in your own life and on a day to day basis.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, I think you know, regular, like also, you know, maybe for someone it might even be journaling, but I, I think committing. A big part of your life to the observation and understanding of your mental health is important and not being stuck in these like sad ruminations of anxiety. I think, I think it's yeah, it should be a daily practice for sure. Yeah, it's something that we should be strengthening and improving and prioritizing because I mean, essentially, like you have a relationship with yourself and. It's the only relationship that you know you'll certainly be in for the rest of your life. Yeah, You don't even think of this as something to nourish. It's like, mm-hmm. surely that's the most important relationship in, yeah. in your entire life, the one that you'll always be in. And uh, you, yeah, you need to find that fulfillment in yourself. You need, because mm. you, you are you and that's, that's how you are right now. And so that relationship is so important because it's, it's definitely the thing that you will always have so you need to nourish it. You need to take care of it. Yeah, I, I
0: 100% agree. It's, it's weird sometimes I feel like how like negative, that like self-love sometimes has a little bit of a negative connotation because it's people like, oh, I don't know, like ego or whatever. It's like, But no, it's like self-love is about just learning to like love and appreciate your like body and like your, yeah, like learning to, yeah really build a relationship with yourself and really trying to like understand yourself on a deeper level and I think like personally for me at least like I'm really lucky that I think from really early on I've just like taken to like writing a lot and writing a lot down in terms of like what am I feeling what am I doing and I think maybe even it's because like in fourth grade that I had a really great teacher and she gave us this assignment of like keeping a like a feeling diary for like a whole like month or two I think and that was like something so weird, because actually as you're young, you're not really asked a lot about like, what are you actually feeling right now? And that's like such a weird thing that sometimes we don't even know like, why are we feeling sad? Or like, why are we feeling how we're feeling? And sort of like sitting down actually analyzing, well, how is the day? How am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? And then I think that just really opened up that like new perspective of actually writing for me, like reflecting on myself and going deeper. And then later on in high school, well, I had a teacher who started the these sessions during breaks called Emotional Intelligence Um mm. Club. And I was like, whoa, like why are we not teaching like emotional intelligence at school and at a much earlier age and for everyone? Yeah, because
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah, because I think like you said at the beginning, we're not taught these things in an early age and we're not taught them as essentials in schools most of the time. But yet, like, they are the determinant in ter- determining factor of our happiness and of our well being. And, like, what is more important than that in order to serve and do do good things in the world?
1: Yeah. No, 100%. It's like, how, how can you contribute if you're just this negative self hating it, vicious cycle perpetuating it? So much energy is being taken up by that negativity. And so it's like, really, I mean, I, I feel like. The focus of education has been largely of like how you can be a productive member of society but it's really quite unproductive because yeah. are, they're not coping they're not coping with this society that we've built that negates our well-being. I also thought what you said it was quite interesting about the how sometimes people can think that self-love is egoic and I, I think yeah like I, I completely can see that but at the same time yeah I think and I'm sure like I know that you, you agree with this that yeah like self-love allows us to love other people a lot more and love everyone else a lot more. Um, because quite often when we are judging other people and we don't like other things that we see, it's like really an avoidance from judging ourselves because mm. really we want to deflect from the way that we see ourselves so negatively. And when you see yourself positively, you're much more likely to see other people positively because you don't have to put them down like to make yourself feel good. You just, you feel yeah. good and you want other people to feel good. But also I think quite often like people that we consider to be narcissistic in society are often the people who are actually the most d- deeply unhappy people. Yeah. Uh, people who are narcissistic often suffer really from yeah deep insecurities and um, like a need to prove themselves. So it's like, yeah, there's there's kind of two sides to it. So it's like being incredibly, narcissistic often is someone who actually ne- is seeking for yeah, external, validation. Yeah, yeah. validation because they don't have it for themselves. Mm. I think that's such, a,
0: such an important point because I think that would change so much in our society if we were actually to um, look and stop and say, well, not judge so much. And then that comes a lot from all like not feeling jealous or like that whole narrative of feeling jealous of like needing validation i think very much comes from that lack from within that we're not we don't like feel enough and we don't feel yeah there's we need some something external to make us feel good but ultimately nothing will do that and that's i think led to so many of our problems including consumerism and um the capitalist mindset and i think it's just like carries on manifesting without us realizing that no money or no fame can ever buy you happiness in any sense it's it's really about realizing you really, yeah realizing you don't need that and you that's not the stuff that really makes you happy ultimately it's it's being happy with yourself and I mean it's great like even if like if you spend time with people that you love or that um yeah uplift you that's amazing and I think that does make you Feel really great as well, but at the end it's it 's not just like external people or not external circumstances, but really from within that you have to feel accepted and loved and by yourself and not just like seek that from the
1: outside mm-hmm. yeah for sure I, I also think that um like obviously a, a big part of approaching um the climate crisis like a big problem we 're facing is that the world is so divided into these groups of people who care and people who we perceive as not caring and uh there's so much anger towards people with these different opinions and it's it's also it's not productive like it's not helping anything to to demonize people of opposing views it's not well it's it's understandable to like to feel frustrated and angry at politicians and at the end of the day and like for them you know they feel angry angry in return and they say hurtful offensive prejudiced things and there's yeah, we've got ourselves in this the division and really I think that you know people people need to be able to and this would have to come from a place of great self love and assurance and well being to rise above these divisions, to rise above what you hate in other people, what you dislike in other people and understand that really you you want the best for them at the end of the day. That's why you're doing this. That's why you're an environmental activist is you you want the best for everyone, including those people. And you, you want to be able to open dialogues with them and you're not going to open dialogues when there's this 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 hate between the two of you. So it's like you need to be able to. Even in a way, like be understanding, understand why they're the way they are, why they have their views and what's led them to this and maybe why they're afraid and why like what they're going through. Maybe they're not well and maybe they, they need to deny certain things in order to carry on with their life. And like to really kind of try and understand why someone might be the way that they are, as opposed to seeing them as different and just and then just demonising them and and feeling like you're like alone in this world fighting this battle that people don't care about. I, you know, we need to be able to open dialogues, and in order to do that, you need to be to loving towards the people that you maybe consider yourself hateful towards now. And in order to do that, I, I think it has to take a great self-love first and great confidence and happiness with yourself in order to to be able to listen to someone with really different views someone's views who maybe you may maybe offend you to be able to listen to them openly and just truly try and understand like what's the root of what they're saying not exactly what they're saying and how it offends you but like why are they saying this and then to try and come to an understanding and to think systemically what what you have to do in response to that is, and usually, you know, getting angry and upset with someone, it's, it's not going to change anything. It's just going to make them think that you're an angry activist.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's, 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 you can't really give without, like, having, filling your own cup as well and looking, having, like, at full, really. You, that's where I think it comes a lot into, like, taking care of yourself, but also really empathy. Like, mm-hmm. empathy and kindness are something that we really need to foster more and it's actually really scary I think in times like these that all you see because this is such a hard time on so many people I think it's really showing that some people like sometimes it brings out the best and sometimes the worst in other people and I think Yeah, it's important to recognize that sometimes I think maybe some of all of this hate and all of the struggle that we're experiencing now comes from that difficult place of people not being sure how to cope and not being sure how to address things. And I think, yeah, it's just so important to kind of be empathetic and to, to foster more of that kindness. Mm -hmm. Um, And to really realize what can we do now if in in such a world, especially that makes it even more difficult from a human perspective around, for example, um, self-isolating. I mean, that's not natural for humans to do. Uh, And yes, that's something we have to do. So how do we, uh, yeah, how do we deal with that? And how do we make sure that we don't lose part of our human connection with each other and with the world? Because I think that can be really, really dangerous.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah I I think I touched on that in my article because I do think quite often we you know as activists now uh, and uh, in the modern society with all this information online we're on social media and we're just we're on it we're reading stuff and we're just like this catastrophe this catastrophe and and we we care so deeply but uh we're like stuck on these computers and we forget that what we're all doing it for is actually for nature and I just think it's so important to not lose touch of that by actually like interacting with nature and reminding yourself what it's for. And I think that's a really positive way to inspire activism is maybe to take a break from the computer and take a break from the internet and all the catastrophes and go out and just really immerse yourself in it and uh, or immerse yourself in, in something positively inspirational, like like maybe even going for a walk or going, you know, in St. Andrews we have the beach and it's it's so wonderful, it's so gorgeous. And just like giving yourself, I mean, that's another way of taking care of yourself is just like giving yourself that time and space to connect with nature and understand, like, what is this all for? Like, why am I having these emotions? What, I'm, what am I doing it for? And I'm doing it for this wonderfully beautiful thing and observing that and understanding that and using that as a positive motivation for your actions.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think nature connection really lies so much at the core of this as well because I think sometimes we've forgotten how much we're part of this world and um and and really realizing that we are part of nature like this destruction of our natural world is really a destruction of ourselves and Mm -hmm. um, of us as humans because we're not just like I don't know some aliens living on here we are the earth (laughs) like we are part of nature Uh, and anything that we externally kind of destructing is just I think also a reflection of our our inner brokenness and our inner um yeah loss of touch with with the world and with nature and that's I think like for me that's one of the most powerful things to just like go outside and to just be there and be presently outside and be present with nature and be like wow like what a miracle it actually is to like be alive on this planet mm-hmm. because
1: yeah it is it's amazing um- I was. I think I it always occurred to me because I I do feel like a lot of environmental groups they do take quite a fearful approach to trying to inspire people and they they mm-hmm. and it, it's understandable like it definitely works um but I do think it, it correlates to burnout but I I think something that was like that I feel was such a such a successful approach and has been really well received are, and the reason for it, the David Attenborough documentaries all of them is. You know it is really easy for people to feel really removed from polar bears and feel removed from whales we're not seeing them like we don't live in contact with them and I think you know like for people to just tell you oh you're you're melting the ice and these animals are dying and you're just living in a city or something you're like wow we're 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 really removed from it and we're quite numb to a lot of the impacts of our actions and they're not at the forefront so I think approaches like this where they like they show you nature they show you how amazing it can be they show you how wondrous it is and then they tell you that we need to help it I think I think that those are the approaches that really work Mm -hmm. the ones that remind you that it's there that it's real that it's amazing and so I think I think that's what the success of those of all of those documentaries has has been down to is that trying to reestablish a connection with nature to people who are so separate from it yeah, and I think it's so
0: amazing once you realize, like, in what a special world you live in, what kind of what the animal, the just the animals and the biodiversity and the richness that we actually have on this planet, both in terms of, yeah, in animals but also our cultures. I mean, that's something so rich. And I think we've lost some of that as well in terms of, um yeah lots of the hem- homogenizing ways that we want Western society to run. And I think that is really, really dangerous because we thrive, our world thrives on diversity, on biodiversity, on diversity across all spectrums. And how can we actually help foster some of that appreciation again? And it is true, like living in cities and there's so many more people that now live in big cities and um, have are less and less connected to any piece of wild nature especially. maybe a garden, but the garden in its modern form with a super mode lawn maybe isn't that much nature after all anymore because it's yeah, it's lost some of that natural wildness, I think, as well in some way in some cases. And I think that's where it becomes important to actually um reestablish that connection and encourage people to find ways to go outside and find ways to really connect to to nature
1: yeah i I also i also think that there's you know some people really have lost this connection to nature and quite often people who who who've kept it who've nourished it and who who make it quite essential in their life can be quite demonizing towards these people who haven't and they you know quite negative and judgmental and at the same time again like i i just Mm. i find these kind of this like anger and judgment of other people unproductive and I, I think it's it like you just said like we, we removed so much of it and it, it's it's almost it's really understanding so it's like we should approach those situations with understanding and be like, actually it's understandable why the people have lost connection with nature how can we help mm-hmm. them reconnect with nature how can we help them find their own connection to it because no one's going to act on something without their own connection and quite often people are not doing the things that we we consider terrible because they think that they're a bad person and they want to do bad things quite quite opposite they they just they have different priorities and they're wrapped up in their own problems and their own world and whether it's feeding their family or their self identity and that they're, they're thinking about that and that it's not that they're thinking i'm a bad person doing bad things they they think that they're doing the right thing and we need to understand that we need to understand that people need to form their own connections with things in order to actually do something about it and facilitate those connections and not demonize people who don't already have it we definitely need to work on a relationship and a connection to people who are not on board with saving the planet mm-hmm. because that's a big problem that's i mean that's why nothing nothing's happening that's why it's such a stale um process and it's and it's really hard to get to be mm-hmm. listened to It's it's because yeah, you know there's we're, we're Facilitating so much division between people who already care and who don't care, and we need to we need to think how can we make people who don't care care. Mm. It really, I think, it's also about recognizing that
0: it's really a systematic problem as well. It's it's not yeah it is it's not like individuals' fault, but it's actually fault of that system that we're living in, and that's being continually bred, I guess. And then I think, like you said, is that difficult. Uh, realization or also understanding that we need to somehow learn to live together with our different opinions and with different views more in harmony and actually just be like more empathetic and more ki- uh, just kinder to each other in terms of understanding and getting people on board because I think that's sometimes how can how do you want to protect something if you don't love and care for it yeah. like I am I think, and and, I, and that refers to something you said earlier. Like, I think in the core, a lot of activism comes actually from a deep sense of love, and and so it should because I think the most effective uh, uh, activism, the most effective, yeah, that's what I think really brings out the passion for me as well. It's just because I love the world and I love the, the nature and the beauty and of this planet and like and just the thought of like anything, yeah, of it that future or of that habitat of like that world sort of be disappearing. And um, that is just that I think what drives me because I don't want that to happen. And I think it's from that sense of love for the world also that really drives and thrives that um, that passion and that activism. But so yeah, it's definitely a lot of things that I think run into, into passion, activism, Um, And then there's the balance still of, yeah, you want to do things. And it's good to do things. I think activism can be something super positive as well. It can be really just feel good to do things and to be involved. Mm -hmm. Uh, But on the other side is really also about you need to take care of yourself um, and you need to make sure that you have, some like, a cup full that you can give to the world from. And you need to make sure that you're also taking care of yourself um, so that you can really, yeah, give and do what you
1: love doing so yeah yeah. also like ultimately uh, you know we can we can do everything that we can as individuals and maybe you can you can be quite involved and you you can even devote your life to it if 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 that's what's right for you but yeah ultimately at the end of the day no individual has complete control over the situation and whatever happens we're gonna have to live with it we're gonna have to live with how things turn out how fast the approaches of society are to these problems and and you've got to ask yourself and that question then is just like do I want to live with so much fear and so much anger and so much hate or do I do I want to learn to curate love and, and to still while this is happening to be able to enjoy your life because mm, that's hard yeah, yeah like, sometimes really, like I think that that's what most people will think like I do want to enjoy my life I want to, I want there's things in the world that I want to change. But, you know, at the same time, hating myself is not going to change that. And uh, so I, I think, yeah, like we ha- ultimately we have, we have to make choices about like how we go forward, how we the relationship together, this how this whole topic has been of how we take care of ourselves whilst all of this is happening, because, you know, mm-hmm. terrible things will happen and they may happen. And we need to think about how we're going to deal with that and how we're going to, we're going to yeah how we're going to handle that and what we're going to do in light of that and we can respond by trying to create change in the world but yeah we don't necessarily have to respond by just taking these burdens on our own emotions and just experiencing so much suffering individually we to in order to change the world we we, it's not necessary yeah and I think it's also really important to be aware that
0: things like climate anxiety will likely rise more within this, uh, within our world and in our population as more people realise sort of the threats that they are to our future. Yes. Like you said, things might happen that are really out of our control, especially as individuals. I think in the end it's just about really realising, okay, I'm going to do what I can do. Uh, but that's, you know, it's not going to help if I'm,
1: yeah, I'm going to get, yeah, really just bring myself out about it yeah to remember to to do what you can but to, to love yourself yeah. on the way yeah and 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 that is sometimes really
0: just challenging in the sense that you this just like it feels like there's so much to do and sometimes it feels like how can i be happy and be doing something fun if like in the other part like if somewhere else like something horrible is happening mm-hmm. Um and then you're like, well, but here I am and just enjoying my day. And then it's, but then it's like, no, you you need to be able to to do that as well and to sort of find that balance of like, yeah, there are a lot of really, really, really bad things happening in the world. And I think it would be wrong to definitely wrong to turn a blind eye or think that oh, someone else is going to handle it because all of us are responsible of this collective earth. And yeah, but how do we actually also on the way make sure that we're preserving? ourselves as sort of like as a as a being and really making sure that we're healthy as well because in the end like how can we manifest a healthy world if
1: we're not healthy ourselves i i i, I completely understand. i also i i have that that feeling of guilt when you're like reminded of other other people's circumstances um i i guess yeah it's it's really hard to deal with it's really intense and i i've experienced that myself intensely too and i i do think that I don't know, it came to a point with me and and meditation where I I just thought I had to kind of decide to myself, like, what's productive? And if I don't like something, the response to that should be in some way make a change. But sitting and suffering for it is not going to be productive. It's not going to make the change happen. It's not going to make me feel better. So think, is something serving you? And if it's not serving you, who is it serving?
0: Yeah, and I think sometimes it's just, it's just about really reflecting on things as well and speaking about it with other people. I think that's so important. I feel like this has been like a massive pep talk to myself, even in some ways, because to say, you know what, it's, I need to like slow down in some points and say, okay, there's so much, so much I can do. And in the end, it's all just about finding that balance and like no one's going to get it. That's something important to remind ourselves and like life's hard and it's going to throw some pretty hard things and. In our way, and that's just going to happen. Um, and yeah. yeah, there's not sometimes there's really not much we can do about that. It's just circumstances. But um, I think it really changes the way that if you, yeah, if you have sort of already fostering sort of that mental well being space to make space for yourself every day, um, then you building a resilience, I think, as well internally to, to be able to. To deal with things and to be able to address challenges, I think as they come um, along, and yeah, really look at some of those things. But for...
1: I also I hope because Leah, I think you, you do a lot, and I think I think you're it's <laughs> wonderful. So I really do hope that you manage to take the time sometimes to just appreciate how hard you and how hard you work and how much effort you put in, and that yeah, that you know that also that taking care of yourself is taking care of the planet because you're someone who, who has such an innate passion for it and it's not gonna go away and you, you don't need to suffer to remind yourself that you care. Like you you obviously care so much and it's such a deep caring, loving, driving force of your life. So it's like, yeah, like nourishing you is nourishing that. It just intrinsically, it will nourish that. And I, like, I hope that you, yeah, you, you value that for yourself because you are such a wonderful person
0: oh thank you so much I I think I really needed to hear that because this week I think I just as I was like planning everything for for the show and for this day because there's been so much happening I was just thinking you know what I think I really need this because I need to remind myself that to just kind of slow down and be like it's okay like I cannot just do everything and like like the hard part for me is that I enjoy a lot of the things that I do which is great but also like at some point like you can't like say yes to everything and you can't do everything and it's just so important to say yeah it's okay like to let it go and to not um to just have have time to like just do nothing or have time to like go outside and like say no to some things and even some opportunities because sometimes it's just you need to do that for yourself and you can't really yeah tackle the challenges so yeah thank you so much ash for joining me and for everyone tuned in i know it's kind of running towards the end of the hour before i kick, get kicked out automatically of the studio i just want to to wrap up um and say that and also there's a lot of exciting um podcasts coming out on eco activist journeys in the next few days so if you any of you listeners have, don't follow my podcast yet, you check it out so you don't miss them. I just actually had an interview earlier today with Dr. Leila Hussain, who's a psychotherapist um, and is running for rector uh, at St. Andrews. And we discussed climate justice and also a lot on the topic of like mental health and climate anxiety and like how important it is to like, sort of take care of yourself as an activist. So if this is something you enjoyed and want to hear more about, do just stay tuned for that. And um, that'll be coming out on my Podcast, um, and yeah, as always, be kind to yourself, to others, to the world. Um, and I think the last song that we're going to play is your request, Ash, um, which is maybe you can say something more. Yeah, it's,
1: it's called "Send It On" by DeAngelo, and it's just a song about sending love to someone who's struggling. And it's just very warm and jazzy and beautiful. So I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah,
0: let's do that. Send warm and warmth and love to the people around the world. <laughs> Dear fellow human being, thank you for tuning in. This has been a live recording of my radio show uh, on St. Andrew's Radio, Star. And this is the fourth year running that I'm doing the radio show. And this semester it runs Thursday at 4pm UK time during the semester. And if you want to join in for the live show and if you want to leave comments and have some interaction please check out the site, standrewsradio.com. Other than that, I hope you really enjoyed it. And um, if you want to reach out to me, please do so. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, And also, if you have any suggestions for future uh, shows or future topics that you would love me to explore and discuss, let me know. My um, Instagram is at ecoactivistjourneys or at ecoactivist.lea. And the Facebook page is at ecoactivistjourneys that being said, whatever you are, whatever you're facing at the moment, I wish you all the best. I wish you lots of strength and hope. And um, yeah, hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful evening. Um, Sending my love.